So today I am joined by David Adler, who is probably one of the most influential people in the events industry, the founder of BizBash, and in his words, um, the largest media property for the innovative event organizer who is done with the same old, same old. <laughs> Absolutely. How many times have we heard from clients and everyone, I want it to be really special. I want it to be different. We hear that over and over again, and it's our job to figure out how to make it different. They push us, they push us, they push us, and we actually come up with ways to make it different and better. Yeah, absolutely. Well, we are we're thrilled to have you here at 360 Madison, David. Um, it's been a long time we've been trying to, to get you in, but we finally finally made it. So it's fantastic having you here. It's great to be here. And it's really great to see these new event spaces because those are the new town squares in the world. Yeah. You know, this is where people meet and magic happens. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You may not even know what magic happens, but a lot of magic is happening. <laughs> Definitely. Um, so, yeah, we, um, you know, what I really wanted to kind of touch on today with you is, you know, being such an influential person um, in in the events industry, um, you know, and I know we've, we've had a little chat just prior to this in terms of like trends. And I know everything's changing and nobody knows what's going to happen. Um, you know, we all thought that by, you know, two weeks we were going to go home and be back to the office, um, last year. So, you know, what do you, what are your thoughts? Well, the only thing we do know is that people need to be together. We're social animals. Yeah. It's like taking your dog to the dog park. Mm -hmm. You see how much fun it is <laughs> and they want to, and they want to be together yeah. and they want to hang. Yeah. And, uh, so yeah. humans are like that. We're social animals yeah. and we need to connect. And, you know, can you imagine if the pandemic happened in the 80s and we had none of these Zooms and things like that? Yeah. It would have been so awful. Mm -hmm. So thank God that we were able to connect using the Zooms and all this innovation that's happening yeah. with digital uh, connectors and things like that. Um, the good news about all that digital connection is that, that it's still going to be useful, yeah. but there is still this thirst for being face-to-face. -face. Yeah, I agree. And actually, yeah. On that, so I actually just came back from IMAX. I can um, see your your glow. Yeah, <laughs> um, I came back from IMAX. It was last week, IMAX Vegas, um, and I know you. Unfortunately, you were a little bit disappointed that you couldn't make it. I could not make it. I ended up, you know, being a little older. I had uh, complete knee surgery, oh, knee wow. replacement surgery, wow. and they said, "Oh, just have the operation. I'll be up and around." Mm -hmm. I didn't realize how hard the rehab is. Okay. I'm sitting here yeah. at the at your studio with an ice pack on my <laughs> knee to stop the swelling, but it doesn't hurt. But it does Good. mean, you know, I just decided, forget it, I'm going to just go. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, let me tell you, IMAX was exactly the same as it has been every other year. The only difference was there was less wine at Booths. Less wine? Less wine at Booths, which is very disappointing. Oh, um, but it was, there was like, you know, we had a diary full of appointments and people are desperate to get back to that in person and doing, you know, the hybrid elements. So, yeah, 2022, here we come back to. I think that we're going to have I th I, I do believe that we're we're going to recover really well. Yeah, eventually. I th and I do believe that we're in, going to be in the golden age of events mm -hmm. that people miss it. You know, when you miss something, you don't realize you're missing it. And so nothing will be the same, though. Yeah. I think we're going to have to adjust to new attention spans. And you can't, you know, for a while there, if you went to an event, you'd kill your grandmother. <laughs> so, <laughs> so you have to make sure that you're going to go has to be effing important. Yeah. Uh, or it has to be an outcome that makes sense mm -hmm. so that we have to really up our game. It can't be trivial or frivolous unless the purpose is trivial and frivolous for other purposes. Okay. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 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 And the one thing that I did think we all learned is that, 
companies, big companies, small companies, everyone. Everyone now has an event thinking men, uh, mentality now mm-hmm. and a methodology because everything has been so temporary. Like yeah. no one knows what to do. So just, you know, event organizers, we can turn on a dime. You know, we can change this room that we're in in five seconds. CEOs are now learning that and yeah. they are thinking that way. In fact, the rise of the event organizer as the cultural, the chief cultural officers in companies has become more evident than ever because all of a sudden when these CMOs and these CEOs and the C-suite people wanted to find out who was closest to their customers and to their audience and to, the, and to their uh, employees, it was the event person because they were the ones talking to everybody. Yeah. So they became high counsel. And they became the people that connected virtually and they became the glue. And now they're going to be the people that going to the office is now going to be an event. So who do they turn to? But the event organizers. And you're going to see more and more of that. We're actually with people working from home and people working in different ways. They have to make it interesting to go to work, yeah. to stay home, to connect with the other employees. So it's really the emergence of the event officer as the cultural person in the company. Yeah. Isn't that, that makes a lot of yeah, sense. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Um, so I think that that's really important to put on mm-hmm. one of the top trends. Mm-hmm. Like, so every CEO is now an event organizer. Yeah. Yeah. I think also, I mean, I don't know if you would agree with this, but I think that events and event people are such like, you know, pivotal, like people within like organizations. And until events take place and happen, you know, the execution of it, people don't realize what goes on behind it. So I think they might see now. They see it. Wow. Okay. And also event organizers for years. I was, you know, did a head of corporate communications for two major brands Mm -hmm. and I ran the Underground Railroad. Because you know how to do events and you know how to get things done mm-hmm. and you can do things without fingerprints. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't want to tell too many people about that. <laughs> but, uh, but it's a, the other thing that I think is happening is that we're looking at the great niche grab that while vendors are losing, some of them went out of business. Yeah. So some of them went out of business. Others, uh, the business is still there. So you're seeing people going after businesses that never went after them before. Different yeah. vendors are going after different things. In the trade show industry, you're seeing event organizers go out, but the but the actual uh, people who are the niches have not gone anywhere. Mm-hmm. So there's a great gold rush for people to serve the niches that have gone under with the event organizers. Yeah. So you're seeing a lot of that. So I think that we're really in the golden age of the event entrepreneur. And technology is helping it. It's easier to do. Places like this uh, that you have here are the, the, la- the platform, the layer that makes it easy to actually be an event organizer. Yeah. And so, so you're doing it a lot of it for them. Mm-hmm. And you're part of the technology mm-hmm. layer in yeah. a sense. Uh, and it's more efficient. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, we, I mean, definitely when we open, every time we open a new venue in London, here in New York, our, we, we speak to the clients and we're like, you know, what do you need? What do you want? What's the next thing that clients are going to need and want within a conference room? You want to make it so that the event organizer and the company is dealing with the, what I call being a collaboration artist and not a logistics person. Yes. So that they turn the logistics over to you and the thought leadership to them and their mission at their company. Yeah. Uh, so that they do that correctly. Mm-hmm. And don't have to worry about, you know, how much booze that you need <laughs> to serve 100 people. Yeah. <laughs> Although I know you don't like the fact that there's less wine. Yeah. You know, this may be your expertise. <laughs> um, so there's a lot, you know, there's a lot of 
know, it's about partnerships. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And I think especially being a venue, we like to think of ourselves as like an extension to the events team for the client. Yeah. And I think like you said that that's that kind right. of collaboration. Also, yeah. one of the biggest trends that's happening is that the venue is taking much more of the heavy lifting, mm-hmm. that they're actually t- taking on many of the third party event organizers spots so that it's easier for everybody and less confusing. Yeah, uh, and then also you're seeing more technology in the in the event centers that you're creating, so that it makes it easier again for the organizer. Yeah, yeah, and uh, makes it more turnkey. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Um, so there's a lot of stuff, and also events become platforms now. So no one plans one event because th- because they're planning an event. They're planning an event that they can do over and over again using a lot of the same pieces. Mm-hmm. So instead of doing an event once here. There may be a series of things or a format or a way to look at it, things or you're adding to the DNA of how that company organizes and, and that you're seeing the smart event organizers, the innovative people are taking advantage of that and putting the effort into the programming. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah it does. That absolutely. Um, the other thing that I'm seeing is that, you know, we're here in, we're here in New York City today mm-hmm. and you see a lot of empty real estate, a ton of empty real estate. And I believe that you're going to see a lot more things like office building floors as permanent exhibit space, like pop-ups yeah. for different topics. Yeah. And you're going to see people who are having their companies work remotely create smaller footprints and rely on the event floors, uh, these pop-up floors, yeah. and exhibit floors, to be their front door. Interesting, yeah. And, it's, and, and they're going to have to remake them more interesting all the time. Uh, so that's kind of another yeah. another thing that I see. I have actually, um, on that topic, I had heard about... Um, a particular real estate company who were looking to do like that kind of using like space and having like pop-up shops that would work for people let's say commuting into one area and like rather than them coming they come into midtown and then rather than going like down to like soho for something like they capture people that come in and i guess like the same could work for like events and exhibitions yeah, oh, yeah. Um, and all this empty space that we see unfortunately throughout the city you know it needs to be used I think I think we're in this golden age of innovation. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you're going to see a lot more of that. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to be really important to do that. Um, I think that you're also, as I said earlier, we're seeing the the event organizer more as the collaboration artist and not as the logistics person. Yeah, and that they're much more strategic and 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 that there's a skill to doing it. Mm-hmm. There's a skill to doing events and facilitating events and getting the girls to dance with the boys at the junior high school dance. <laughs> because yeah. a lot of times, especially with millennials, well, actually, it's extras now probably. Yeah, they walk into a room and they don't talk to anybody. Mm-hmm. So you have to give people permission to talk to each other. Yeah, that's what I found. The other thing I found is that we have to be working on this. The most important word in the English language is the word "let's." Because whenever people get together and the right facilitation happens, we'll say, let's go to dinner, let's go to lunch, let's start a revolution. Mm-hmm. So you need to facilitate getting people excited enough to take an action. Yeah. And the word let's, being the most powerful word in the English language, is great in the conference business and the event business because it's a serendipity game. Mm-hmm. So you don't, I didn't know I was going to necessarily even meet you today. Mm-hmm. And here we're like having this incredible conversation and we're going to next say, let's go to lunch. Let's do something else because yeah. we were so excited about meeting each other. Uh, so that's the kind of thing that I think uh, is or, or interesting. And that also that I believe that the event organizer is now no longer just the event organizer, but I call them the mayor of their niche and that they're control, in, involved in everything from 
from the programming and the ceremonial stuff to taking out the trash, literally. Yeah. In some yeah. way. I mean, even though the vendor venue is going to help, but that's why I consider, and that's why my role in the in industry is I consider myself the mayor of the event industry in my little niche because I'm helping, I'm responsible for helping to guide this industry in terms of my responsibility. I don't yeah. go around saying that I'm the mayor, <laughs> but, but in my head, we that's the way. We have a crowning ceremony later. Oh yeah, that's your country. We don't do that here. We have fake elections, <laughs> which I, I'm totally not, not for, by the way. Um, the other thing that I'm learning in all this experimentation in um, digital, digital programming uh, yeah. and these digital platforms is that the one thing that they're really good for is not necessarily a hybrid meeting where you just turn on a camera at an event, but they're good to create global brainstormers. I had a friend of mine um, that is uh, runs a, um, a dance morning dance event, okay, uh, which is really fun. And they had to stop during COVID, and they decided instead of doing that, that they'll create um, these uh, morning um, yoga events online, and people will go online and they'll do their yoga and dance and all that stuff. But what they found is that. They had this huge audience, a global audience, and they brought song makers and musicians and they created live music using the wisdom of the crowd in immediate, in an immediate way. Wow. So you're going to see the same thing happening with things on climate, things on different topics that we have this built in focus group of tens of thousands of people sometimes that are sitting there and not being used properly in, yeah. in a way. So I think you're going to see a lot more of this global brainstorming to help solve problems. Mm -hmm. um, you're also seeing that the experience economy is even heightened. Your generation, my generation, we're all about experience. Yeah, absolutely. We are not going to go sit in a boring room and, you know, not have something going on. Mm -hmm. uh, and so I think that you're going to see a lot more of that, that people want transformative experiences, that activations have to get even better because we're bored with some of them. Yeah. Uh, I, I guess we're, I mean, the, the camera, the... Um, the idea of the uh, of the camera taking a picture of yourself is still pretty hot, but that has to be updated all the time, and and all of that is going to be um, something that that's going to have to be better. Yeah. And I think experiential agencies and meeting planners are all doing the same things. In fact, at BizBash, we now don't call people event organizers anymore. We're calling everyone experience creators. Oh, I because like that. Because it, it's it's all encompassing. Yeah. So there's no meeting planner or, or agency person or, or event planner. We're all creating experiences. That's the common denominator. Yeah. And it's just no different than the experience economy and other things. We're just stealing that word and saying we're all doing the same thing and we're all learning from each other because we learn from festivals, we learn from from meetings, we learn from weddings, we learn from everything. Yeah. There, I mean, David. I just interviewed David Tutera, who's a big wedding planner, and he was just hired because he's a wedding planner to do an office opening because they want that warm and cuddly wow, feeling. That's so incredible. you're seeing everything sort of morph together. Yeah. The eighth and final uh, trend that I see is that the entire room is going to be a stage. Uh, there's this thing called spatial computing that's mm -hmm. being developed by a company, by many companies now, but it's the way, idea of digitizing a room where you're at the table and you, you turn a glass and up comes a screen and you have your own personal screen on the table or or you can look at a, a wall or a window and there's digital stuff coming everywhere. And you could do that now. It's no longer just for the stage. Yeah. And spatial computing is changing absolutely everything. And it also is bringing, creating a metaverse around a room 
that will compete with the digital met- metaverse. Okay. It's a yeah. lot of thinking mm-hmm. to do, yeah. but but it's it's kind of like going to Second Life a few years ago. I had this thing called Second Life where people would go and they'd be an they'd be a uh, they'd be a sort of a, a, a character in in their in this metaverse. But I think it's happening actually in the room itself yes. too. Uh, there's a I've been pioneering this concept called the hub and spoke method for meetings, so that instead of having one meeting with twenty thousand people, you're going to have twenty meetings with. 500 people or something like that. Okay. And then you'll be able to take the trade show floor that's at that meeting and duplicate it and make, turn the hallway into a trade show with the glasses. So you'll walk into this metaverse of a trade show all around the world using the same exact uh, uh, exhibition hall. Wow. And that's the future, the things yeah. that are going to happen. Yeah. So I am so pumped in how <laughs> incredible this industry will be if we continue to innovate. Yeah. That's fun. Like that is, I'm like, I'm blown away. Like it's that's fantastic like, to hear like all of those those points that you've you've come up with. And I think hopefully, you know, like you say, if if we continue, then we'll we'll be in the we are, we are the future. We just we have are, like, to brainstorm yeah. and yeah. we have to talk. Yeah, I, I, I'm a big believer, and I, this comes up every single time I talk, that we are living Maya Angelou. That people will not remember what you said to them; they'll only remember how you made them feel. Mm-hmm. And that we have to make sure that they that they feel smarter, they feel like they accomplished something, that they feel like they met somebody of substance in their life, uh, maybe even met somebody that like was the future relationship or something. I mean, it's really important. Yeah, definitely. Um, so before we have to go, um, I am as we kind of. We figured out earlier. I am a newbie to New York. I've been here two and a half years. I don't feel new, but I am very new. So I just want to ask you, what kind of top tips would you give me as a person, as a new, as a new, new newbie in the industry in New York? Let's say, as a newbie in New York, I would say. Now I just moved out of New York for thirty-five years. (laughs) Okay, so I'm still qualified. I would say, go out and have lots of dinners with friends. Okay, because dinners with friends satisfy the soul Mm -hmm. and the culinary aspects of New York are just so incredible that is important to have those conversations with your friends to break bread to drink get high whatever the hell you want to (laughs) do it's illegal now uh and 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 just enjoy conversations with your friends and create families if you're here Mm -hmm. create your own families yeah yeah fabulous well thank you so much for your time it's been fantastic fantastic Um, thank you so much we'll speak soon